When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey, you guys, it's Megan James, and I just finished my interview with Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. The interview was so fun. We talked about Rob Kardashian, of course, um, Bad Girls Club experience, Basketball Wives experience, and a whole bunch of other stuff that you need to know. What up, everybody? This is Jason Lee, and this is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. And I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. Yo, what's up? It's your boy, Giovanni. Hola. And, and we have uh, Megan Kardashian is in the building. <laughs> funny, funny, funny. Okay, can I just say, like, I'm a, I'm a fan of Megan James. Um, I wasn't as familiar with the bad... Bad Girls Club. Bad Girls Club days. Mm-hmm. Of course, I fell in love with her from Basketball Wives. So I want to talk to you about a lot of things. I want to go back into your history with reality television. But before we get into that, I want to learn more about you because even though I have your phone number, I don't call you every day and say, hey, tell me, like, where was your fucking childhood? Mm-hmm. How was your parents? So where, where are you, like, are you born and raised in Southern California? No, I'm actually from Houston, Texas. Really? From the South. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you just reminded me, my ex is, uh, he's on trial right now. I need to write a letter for That's the judge. That's He's from Houston. His family's from Houston. I love Texans. I, I love Houston. Yeah. You don't sound like you have a Texan accent. accent. People yeah. say that all the time. I don't, I don't know. It come out sometime, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Probably when I'm pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so how did, how did you migrate from Houston, Texas to Los Angeles? Like, what was that? Um, I went to college at University of Houston and I had an internship with um, MTV. Okay. Um, like my freshman year and nice. I kept all my contacts and um, I ended up getting a job with them um, like when I graduated. But what did you want to do? I'm up always wanted to do entertainment since I was a kid. But I, like with your internship, like what were you, were you behind the camera? It, you, I was a production assistant. Nice. So I started off like at the very, very bottom, like PA. wiping people's like. <laughs> dust off the table but you put in the work okay <laughs> so so you came here with the idea of getting in the business did you know that you wanted to be on camera at the time yeah i definitely knew i wanted to be on camera like i've always wanted to be on tv since i was a kid really but you know you got to work your way in there somewhere mm-hmm. well or shout out to the people sleeping their way to the top i mean sometimes that ain't me for sure <laughs> sometimes, sometimes working your way up it can get strenuous uh well mm-hmm. what was the internship for because you did end up on 50 cents like competition reality show so right. and this was a while ago so was it kind of it was um i did production for one of the reality shows okay and um i like kept all the contacts from the production crew and they ended up shooting the 50 cent show mm-hmm. like um that summer mm-hmm. so um i ended up on the show okay. uh i was like the youngest cast member and i made it to the final four as a competition series what was that show about again i, re- I briefly remember but i just don't remember it it was like um the money and the power it's called the money and the power mm-hmm. and it was like um donald trump's apprentice but 50 cent was donald trump just for blacks okay Got no it. there was like a, a mixture of i mean people. the black version. so when he, yeah so so when 50 cent fire people was he just like you're nickel or you're, what, I mean, what, did he, <laughs> well, what was the tagline? I don't even remember, but I know like it was like you're fired. Get the fuck out! Get the fuck out! Get the fuck out! Was that what it was? He did tell this one girl to get the fuck out. Yeah, I remember that. So how was? So I've met Fifty a few times, and of course he's friends with Floyd. Well, I don't know where they are today. Maybe no, they're not. I fine. have no idea. Okay, either. but uh, the funny story: the last time I saw Fifty, Floyd called me down to the car in Vegas and rolls down the window. Fifty sitting in the, in the front seat. I'm like, really? Like some shit's shady. Me, Floyd, and 50 Cent, some shady shit's about to happen. <laughs> what was your experience working with 50? Was he cool? Was he... He was so cool. Yeah. Like, I thought he was going to be an asshole, no. but <laughs> I, I, he was an asshole to everyone else, and he was so nice to me. And I was just like... Well, you... Did, you did, was, what, did, did, he, did he ever hit on you? Like, was he attractive? How old were you? I was 18. Oh, yeah. He wasn't... Well, I don't know. He takes did he try to date? No, he definitely didn't. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so then after that show, what did you do after that? Like, were you still doing production assistant stuff on the side or were you... Um, no, after that show, like, it actually did horrible. Um, it, like, got canceled, like, mid-season. Yeah, because yeah, it's hard to remember it. It's like, a, there was... A, okay, anyways, go Yeah, on. exactly. Mm-hmm. And so um, I went back home. I started, like, bartending and stuff at this one club. It was, like, Black Hooters. Mm-hmm. It was called Scott's, but all the girls are black. Like, all the athletes and rappers and shit used to come in there, like, stop by mm-hmm. when they're in the city. And um, one of my friends ended up going, like ended up going on Bad Girls Club. Okay. And I was just like, she's, like, not even But were you bad, a bad girl bad. at the time? 
Because you mean, seem really sweet. I was, no, I mean, because like the Megan James of text like is not in the girl right here. That's mm. not the girl that's beating bitches down on television. <laughs> mm. what, what, where was the transition or were you always, did the, was the bad girl always in you? Um, I believe so. Like I got into a lot of fights in high school. Mm-hmm. Um People used to pick on me because I was cute and they didn't think like I was going to do anything, but own it. <laughs> yeah, you are cute. I'm not going to lie. I had a pleasure meeting her um, a few days ago and she walked in with a mutual friend and I didn't even know it was her. Like right now I'm thinking it's a new person, but it was her and she was sweet as honey. Like she was very uh-huh. humble. She shook my hand. She gave me an extra little look at the end. I said, well, she's a sweetheart. But well, this is all like in your imagination, Gio. She probably didn't know that you like females spooning you from the back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like girls spooning me sometimes. Okay, so, so, yeah. she's a so was the bad girl always in you? Because I actually have been to Houston a few times after mm-hmm. loving hip hop, and the fucking oh, people out there are just like they they go hard. They do. Houston I was at is a, real ratchet. I was, at, I was at a club with Nikki Baby, and this guy comes up to me in the bathroom. He says, "Yo, dog, I got your back." I'm like, "Okay," and he pulls a gun out, and I'm like. <laughs> That shit's hilarious. Did his last name start with Prince? I d- no, it wasn't. Oh, okay. ja- it wasn't jazz. So I went up to Nick. I was like, "We got to get the fuck up out of here." But like, this shit is really. You got ride or dies, huh? You got ride or dies in another state. Yes. Okay. So when did? So where? Where was the bad girl? Like, where did that? How did that come out onto the show? So you're on Bad Girls Club. How did? This, were you just like submissive to? Keeping it 1,000 with bitches? No, like the show is like a fucking rat experiment. Like they take mm. away all of your electronics. You have no phone, no TV, no radio, no internet, nothing. A house full of girls that you never met before in one bathroom. <laughs> oh, wow. Damn. It's I, like, could, I, could, I would end up fighting in those circumstances too. And so, mm-hmm. so, this, so you were known for beating people down. How many fights did you get into on Bad Girls Club? Um, like Five. I literally fought every girl in the house except for two girls, and there were seven girls in the house. And so you became the star because you were the one that beating everybody up. Yeah, pretty much. So, but how- it was for a good reason. Like I wasn't the bully. Okay, so break. What what is what was the first fight of the baggers? Because I remember you fighting a lot. I don't remember every episode. Oh, what season? It, it was, was seven this? years ago. Seven, season nine. It was, was season it? nine. Okay. I was twenty one. Yeah, but yeah. it's still you're still infamous for that. Yeah, you're right. But I don't know. I just want to just let it go. Like I don't fight anymore. So you want so you want to let that part of Megan James? Yes, go. like I hate that people always remember me from Bad Girls Club. It never fails. Like it's always like Megan, you're on Bad Girls Club. But like I've been on like other shows. Mm-hmm. I, I did Basketball Wives. I did. Oh, we're well get, we're on getting the show. to that. Okay. Oh no, I, lo- I that's why I fell in love with you from Basketball yeah. Wives. Basketball Wives was after yes. um, Bad Girls. Club. Yes. Okay. Oh, it was way after. But yeah. what I what, and we'll get into that in a minute. Mm-hmm. But what I love about you in general is that you just really seem to be real. You know, reality mm-hmm. television isn't always real. Right. And some of that shit is just whether it's contrived by producers or you just, somebody wants to turn up because they want to be famous. It just seems like you really didn't take no shit from people. Mm-hmm. And so now the Megan James today is completely different from that girl. No, I'm the exact same person. I don't take any shit, but there's a way to handle things and right. it's not always with violence. I guess if, if a camera was following me at 21, I'd probably, there's a lot of shit that I'd Oh my too. God, are you kidding me? You at 21? 21 at the height of my alcoholism? Like really? Oh my man. God. You'll be having a few cases right now. Oh yeah, for but sure. But it's like, what would you do if you knew you could do something and get away with it without going to jail? Right. Oh, I'd be killing motherfuckers. Well, no, I recently- There's a few people I would kill. <laughs> I, re- I There's some houses I know I'd put you in. No, I, no so I'm actually um, interested in, the reason why I'm asking about Bad Girls Club mm-hmm. more than the fighting is just to understand, because there's a show that I'm talking to producers about joining where I would have to live in a house with people for 30 days with no electronics. So I'm trying to understand like mentally how it would get through that. You're going to go crazy. Really? Mm-hmm. So you just, and they're You're filming- going to go crazy. <laughs> this motherfucker and his, his two phones, he's put down one, he picks up another one and they're taking away your electronics. Well, and I just talked early on our it's last show, our last show, I talked about the phobia of sleeping in the room with people. They're like, yeah, what would you do if you were like in the room with four, you have to sleep in the room with three other people and they party till four in the morning. I'm like, Jason's going to come out with a comeback with like hives, <laughs> having broken out with fucking hives all over so him when, or something. So when you're in the house with these people, are they filming you 24 seven? 24 seven. It's like, I mean, I've never been to jail, but it's what I would imagine jail's like. Like we You've go- never been to jail? No. Damn. She just said, imagine if you're able to do whatever the fuck you want and Without not go to jail. Well, damn. Oh, oh, oh. So, so, was, so like, were, were you waking up with anxiety every day or like was the first week kind of anxiety? I used filled? to pray every night that I would wake up in my bed <laughs> and then be the and I would down. wake up and still be there. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, this isn't real. And so the people there, so it's just like because you're in that environment and I'm, I'm doing my own research uh-huh, uh-huh. to like prepare because I come here. It's like, yeah. you know, you're going to do the show yeah. when you know you're there for th- 30 days or however long you're literally just locked in there and you can't leave the house, right? You can't leave the house. 
And if you do leave the house, it's like there's a camera with you and there's a the producers are with you. So you go crazy. It's like jail. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like jail, how I would think jail would be. Well, I can't wait to go to jail. <laughs> mm. I guess it's really revealing. So how did you deal with jail sucks? <laughs> You've been to jail? <laughs> Yeah, yeah oh. a few sucks. times. Okay. Yeah, it, it, does, it, it does suck. It wasn't for like anal play with G or anything. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I haven't been arrested recently. <laughs> okay, so how do you deal with the isolation? I guess, let me, what, what was I going to, okay. How do you deal with the isolation from the world? And then in that environment, how do you prepare for the world now seeing you and having to interact with you based on like a very limited time? Um. It just felt really weird whenever I was finished. Like it felt surreal to come home and like be able to use my phone and be able to be in a private <laughs> space. Like it just felt like I like it didn't you really do describe it as prison though. Yeah, it, that's I mean, every time that I had to go back to that show, because I did the show more than once because yeah. I did like the all star season and then I did the all star season mm -hmm. again. Every time I went back, I was like, yo, I'm going back to jail. <laughs> you won't hear from me. I'm going back to jail. OK, so when you came when you got out of jail the first time mm -hmm. um, doing season nine, what was the strangest thing that you realized was happening? Because you were like out of touch with the world. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You were isolated and so there was a lot of stuff that you weren't aware of. What did you discover? Like, you know, just kind of from a... I mean, I didn't didn't discover anything strange, but it really taught me to appreciate my real friends and family. Right. Because I used to never make time for them. I would be like the, the family member that never went to the reunions. Or that, that's me. Yeah, yeah, like I was always busy. I had something mm -hmm. else to do. Um, it just makes you appreciate the real people in your life because right. like being in around so many people that you don't know that don't give a fuck about you because the producers do not give a fuck. No. I know. So um, it's Trust just me. a, it's a weird experience, <laughs> um, but it really made me appreciate my family and my friends. Yeah. So okay. was it, so after you do a show like that and you are so vulnerable and just so people are like peeking into your life literally as you sleep, how do you, adjust with like the instant fame like the instant notoriety the instant social media like how was that experience the first time because i'm sure now you're you get it you know yeah. um it was a bit scary it's like people attack you that don't even know you um i remember like i think the second or third episode like, i was literally crying like someone was like you should die like your mom should have swallowed you like Damn. people are so Crass. mean they were mean and i was just like you guys don't even know me like they film literally 24 hours a day and they're cramming it into a 45 minute episode right so it's like you have no idea what went ha like what happened so how did you adjust because i know that my first season my my first experience i remember waking up in the middle of the night i think i've talked about on the show like waking up in the middle of the night and you prepared me as much mm -hmm. as you could mm -hmm. it was like do you because i you know when i knew that there was an, there was a scene coming that i knew the audience was going to be like oh fuck that i, I told mm -hmm. her and she was like you better get ready for the audience <laughs> mm -hmm. because you never really are prepared for thousands of people at one time telling you not only that you should die, but how you should die. They criticize you. They go mm -hmm. through all your photos. They find your family. They criticize them. Like, so what was the, what was the thing that made you become okay with it and like be able to handle it? Um, just my friends, my mm -hmm. real friends are like, girl, don't, don't read it. Don't read it. Don't listen to it. But to be honest, I had way more fans and haters and my fans used to pump my head up. Mm -hmm. So I didn't give a fuck about what like everyone else said because I had way more fans. So the supporters balanced out the bullshit. Mm -hmm. That's good. The Megan Jamers, what was the name of y'all? Um, my little supporters were called Megan Mafia. <laughs> and you were the godmother. Okay, godmother. Okay, so, so you got off of that show and then what happened between Bad Girls Club and Basketball Wives? What were you doing? How was that process um, or that period? During that process, I was still working at the Black Hooters. And um, in the Midwest, um, I started dating this basketball player. And what was it, isn't it Kedrick or Kendrick? It's Kedrick. Kedrick. Kedrick yeah. Brown. Okay. And um, I don't know where the fuck he is right now, like overseas, <laughs> 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 under the seas. Like, I don't Mind know where the fuck he is. The cracker killers. Somewhere. <laughs> but um, I started dating him and like we were dating and um, I knew that I wanted to be on TV. Like I knew it was for me. I did so well on Bad Girls Club and I was like, this isn't the end for me. But you went back to Hooters. Or the Black, the Black Hooters. Hooters. So I you're, used to make like $1,000 a night without taking my clothes off. No, but you're at the Black Hooters, yeah. but you're famous. Yeah. Because clearly everybody coming in knows right. you. Right. How did you deal with handle, that? Because Amber Rose was just here last week. Mm -hmm. And she said that after she broke up with Kanye West, I believe she said when she broke up with Kanye West, it was difficult for her to be famous and broke. Mm -hmm. Not that you were broke, but mm -hmm. because I love the fact that you still kept the hustle going. Like you got to pay the bills. Yeah. How did you find the humility to go from... TV and being famous to having a regular job? Um, because 
to be I, like I didn't consider the place was called Scott's like it was not a regular job like it was like if you call stripping a regular job then it was a regular job but it was like we we were it was fun like we used to dance on tables like all the niggas used to be in there mm-hmm. Oops. like it wasn't work to me mm-hmm. so it was just like whatever but it wasn't. But it wasn't TV. Like if I go in Hooters and Melissa Ford is passing around a tray of wings, bitch, <laughs> oh, man. I'm be like, bitch, but, bitch. Let me call Floyd. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> but, but how did you find humility to step away from fame or from TV? I'm a real person. Like I'm very humble. I've always been that way. Like I have to pay my bills. Like I've never had a nigga take care of me mm-hmm. ever. Like I bought my own titties, all my plastic surgery. I bought. Like I buy. I take care of myself. And so you're, you're clearly open about plastic surgery. Very. We've had Nikki Baby on the show. She talked about spending a hundred thousand dollars. What all have you had done? Um, I've had um, what is it? The Brazilian butt, butt lift. Length. Yeah, butt lift. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my boobs done when I was eighteen, straight out of co- I mean, straight out of Try high school. Compton? Straight out of high school. Okay. <laughs> um, I've gotten like fillers in my face. I've got my lips done, but all that's like temporary. It goes away. That's so I was good. so I was personally thinking of fillers because my eyes always look like I'm going on a trip. I always have bags. So is that does that hurt or what, they is, numb it? Okay. Um, Doctor Orion. I don't know. He does like the Kardashian face. Okay. But um, <laughs> um, they numb it, and it doesn't it doesn't hurt at all. So we're gonna get to the Kardashians. I, mean, I love the Kardashians, by the way. I'm just a big fan. I'm a friend of Chris and Rob, and we you go, know Rob. Yeah, we're we've heard. That <laughs> Wait, she, let's go to basketball wise. Yeah, we're gonna ask about basketball. No, we because she's talking about plastic surgery. So I have to ask, what exactly happens with a Brazilian butt lift? Like, tell, can you can you tell us? I'm um, sorry. I'm like a, they take fat from wherever mm-hmm. you have extra fat, like arms, legs, like waist, uh-huh. and they like conserve it in these little containers, uh-huh. and then they like flip you over, yeah, and then they um, take like the, the needles, the syringes, uh-huh. and they just inject it in spots where they feel like you need it, and they shape it. They shape it. That's a Brazilian Brazilian butt lift. So you got a nice okay. little shape right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 So okay. so did they take fat above the pussy area? No. Well, I mean. I got I got it done before I even went on basketball wise. I never had a fupa. No, because I, <laughs> I never had one. Listen, I have fat above the penal area, so I'm okay. Like I, this is a neutral fupa zone. Okay, so you, how did you? How, she was just a hater. I was thinking of the segue to get to the fupa. How did how did how did, bas- how, did fa- how did basketball wives come to play? So they knew you were dating Kedrick, right? Yeah, they knew Jackie, about did. Jackie did. Jackie did. So how were you? How were you introduced to the show? Like, how did the opportunity fall in your lap? Um, Jackie and I had the same publicist at one time. His name was CJ Carter out okay. of Atlanta, and um, I knew I wanted to be on TV. And I was like, Hey, um, CJ, can you set me up a meeting with Jackie? Because um, I want to talk to her about being on Basketball Wives. Like, I was very like straightforward with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and I was very straightforward. And um, he set up the meeting. Jackie invited me to like one of her event- events during like BT weekend, mm-hmm. like four years ago, three years ago before I was even on the show. And um, she pitched me to the producers. Mm-hmm. And um, Jackie, to me, like on the show, she needed a friend because yeah. everyone knew that Sunday wasn't coming back, British wasn't coming back. So like, it just worked out in my favor because Jackie needed a friend on the show. Mm-hmm. So I guess like she thought like we were friends and like pitched me to <laughs> the producers. But was she your friend at the time? She was cool, like I knew her, like, you know, like, you know, you go to events, you know people like, hey, what's up? Yeah. But she's not the girl like I'm gonna call and be like, hey, my boyfriend broke up with me. like. She so wasn't. She, she's like industry cool. Industry cool. Okay. Good word. And so then you come onto the show. I f- instantly fell in love with you on the show because I feel like having done a show now, I get the politics of the show. I get how it's produced. I get how people turn up for their, you know, the camera time. Mm-hmm. I get it. But it really felt like you came in very just having an organic experience and really just being real. And you found yourself in like the fucking Twilight Zone. Yeah. And but you weren't like no punk. You 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 weren't a punk, but you also didn't. It didn't seem like you were overly trying to prove anything. It just seemed like you just you were going to go with the flow. But then when it really went left, you went left. Okay. Who was the, who was the cast at the time when you were on the show? It was you, Jackie Christie? It was uh, Drea, Drea. Um, Malaysia, Malaysia. Okay, Brandy, Brandy, Shawnee O'Neill, Shawnee O'Neill, and then Angel Brinks came in later. Okay, and then it was another lady. I forgot her name. Tammy, not Tammy. Oh, Tammy came in later Tammy too. But later. there was another lady. Her name was like sure. I don't remember. Okay, <laughs> she didn't make it to the like through. Yeah, season. clearly. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> there was a scene where you guys were on a trip, um, and Jackie's lip got busted. Did she say you? Who did she say busted her lip? She busted her own lip. But she put the bandage in her mouth. Yeah, she definitely put the bandage in her mouth. Did you feel like Jackie was just crazy? 
you know what? People ask me all the time. They're like, is Jackie Christie really crazy? And I have to co-sign like she's crazy. <laughs> like it's not an act. No, it's really real. <laughs> That's really real. That's Jackie all day, every day. Okay, so mm-hmm. did you get along with Drea? No. Drea was the one you had the beef with. Yeah, she didn't like me from the get-go. Do you think it was jealousy? I honestly think that it was jealousy mm-hmm. only because um, from my experience, because I don't like to speak on people or talk on people that I have not met, um, I used to like idolize Drea. Like really? I was like, oh my God, she's beautiful. Like she's like changing for the better. She had a bad image. She was cleaning she's it cleaning up. cleaning it up. And I really, really respected that. But you know, like how you really like someone until you meet them? Yeah. Mm. Like she was not a good person. Did she mm. know that, did she know that you looked up to her, that you idolized her? She did. She followed me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. She followed me on Twitter. She, every time that she was in Houston, she would invite me out to her events. And um, I never went for whatever reason, but she was cool. Like, we were cool. And um, as soon as I got on the show, it was, like, over for me. Like, she used to try to convince people not to film with me. Um, She wanted me to get kicked off the show. And it was just, like, I feel like it's because I was, like, you're not the only pretty bright-skinned girl on the show anymore. Right, right. And do you feel like, um, so do you feel like with the jealousy, because if I remember, you were like almost bullied by, it was like people, there was a campaign against you. Right. And it's just like, how could you treat someone like that when they treated you like that? Right. But it was from like multiple cast members, right? No. Was like it just, everyone else was well, didn't you? I mean, she enrolled people into her that, campaign. That's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. There wasn't conflict that you had with other people, but she had gotten other people kind of to side with her a little bit, right? So oh, Jackie, Dra- Jackie got yeah. drug into her no, shit. No, no, no. Right? It was Malaysia. It was Malaysia, Malaysia okay. and Brandy. Right, right. Because mm-hmm. they weren't fucking with Jackie at the time anyway. Mm-hmm. But so. if you fight with Malaysia, you fight with Brandy. If you fight with True. Brandy, you fight with Malaysia. Right. So what was your perception of Malaysia, not Malaysia, but Brandy and Shawnee's beef? Like, what was your thought on that? The music um, always stops at the right moment, right? <laughs> um, for the audience that's listening and for those that may not remember, Brandy took Shawnee on. Mm-hmm. on her own show mm. and so we've always said okay because I, I i've invited shine to the show many times because i want to understand like if you're ep but you're also cast mm-hmm. how does that work that makes exactly sense. so what was your thought on that so when she challenged her did you think that shawnee was just because i asked tammy here when she came here not too long ago would she challenge shawnee and she said not on tv she would challenge her privately because that's how you handle it but it's tv it's reality tv like they want the real whatever is going on and i feel like brandy had the right to do that it's just right. like if you want to play ep and cast member then you get you play cast member at that time mm-hmm. and it's just like it's not fair when you're like oh we can't go after shawnee because she's ep mm-hmm. like you're a cast member too like and if i mean i feel like if brandy had something to say she said what she had to say right Okay, so where are you at with it all now? Because I didn't understand why you left Basketball Wives. Like, I, f- I thought you were good for the show. They told me that I was coming back, but never called me back. Damn. So, like, I guess I got laid off. or fi- I don't know if it's fired, because I think if you're fired, they tell you, like, hey, we're, we're not bringing you this back. This is putting season. you on the back burner. Yeah. But, yeah. But with reality nice. shows, they can all, I mean, like, love and hip hop. I mean, like, they're bringing back, like, a slew of, you know, cast members like they always like kind of regurgitate so you know you're possibly just backburned would you go back though no because i just shot a pilot for a show on e mm-hmm. and like e is like the ultimate network to is, it, is, is it keeping up with the kardashians <laughs> <laughs> no. wait so well, let, let's go back real quick so mm-hmm. you came into the your first season with basketball wise it's not like you were just a person on the cast you were you were like the star of that season in all the storyline i mean it was everybody was talking about you so how do you become that big of a star on the show or at least have that much going on and then just not come back i was confused i really was confused i don't i thought like i thought drea was coming back so they weren't bringing me back mm-hmm. because they had that type of power they always used to play like that like oh if she's coming back i'm not coming back or if she's filming today i'm not filming today mm-hmm. so i honestly thought like drea was going to come back and that's why they didn't have me back because her compared to me, I guess, like, viewership, followership, it was, I guess hers was greater. But she didn't come back either. I have no idea. And so were, were you with Malaysia, Brandy, and all those people now? Like, are you all cool? So everything is cool with everybody? Everything's cool with everyone. I'm super close to Brandy. I talk to her all the time. Um, Malaysia's, like, my industry friend. I see her out on carpets, et cetera. I say, hey. Um, I haven't seen Shawnee. I don't really care for Tammy. At all? Like, she's okay, but I, Tammy's she gives me fake. Mm. It's like she's like really really cool with you, but behind closed doors she don't really fuck with you. Yeah, that's deep. Hmm. <laughs> Is it really deep, Gio? That's real real talk shit. So, so there's ha- a, so there's no truth to the rumor that they're like developing like a, a Houston franchise of love and hip hop, and you're gonna be on it. Um, no. Okay. Well, there was a the Houston 
pilot shot, yeah, but then people were coming to, were you in that pilot? No. Okay. okay. Would you have gone to Love and Hip Hop? No. You wouldn't do Love and Hip Hop? No, I want to do something white. <laughs> hey, you got, there you go. Wait, why something Ryan white versus something black? Um, more, I just, more money. I want to like cross over mm-hmm. to like, what is it called? The Kardashians? No! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about it. So Rob Kardashian's a good friend of mine. I've known Rob for a long time. Did you used to date Rob? No. So do you know Rob? No. How did the rumor get started then? No, no, no. no. Before we get there, because I want to talk about, I I feel like you should drop a book called Becoming a Kardashian, the story that never happened. You know, like, okay, so you've never met Rob. No. You're not, and you're not friends with any of the Kardashians. None of them. How do you get thrown out there being his new love interest? Okay. So my best friend, I love the Kardashians, by the way. Mm-hmm. They bought me a pair of Arthur George socks. Okay. Like, because I like socks. They have a which sock line, which is Rob. so fucking random. Rob is a partner in Arthur George socks. Okay. Okay. Right. Like, right. I have vitamin socks. I have Gucci socks. Like, I like socks. Okay. So my best friend bought me a pair of uh, Arthur George socks, and the socks said classy bitch on them. And mm-hmm. I thought they were, like, so me, right? So I take a picture in the socks, and I tag Arthur George. Like, anyone else? Uh, the caption said... I love the Kardashians and I support all of their products. Mm-hmm. Like, tag them. Mm-hmm. Like, he likes the picture. And then, I don't know. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, that's all it's it. And, the, and next, the story's over. And the next thing, Black China and her baby are sitting on the side of the road waiting on Tiger <laughs> to give them a ride because you done took her man. No, but like, he liked the picture. Like, maybe a couple of days later, I saw something on Famous, mm-hmm. and it, it said that, oh, I saw Megan James and Rob Kardashian like getting in the same car. Oh, they totally made that but up. But fucking famous will say anything, Mm-mm. you know? So Mm-mm. I'm thinking like, oh, like they're fucking stupid, like whatever. You know, like you some stuff you just don't have a reaction to. I was like, this is stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you date Rob though? No. You're not He's not my type. Really? What? Well, okay, well, damn. Rob is a nice guy and he, yeah. he will, you'll cross over for sure. So <laughs> when, when all the people were saying that you were dating Rob Kardashian, did you reach out to TMZ to clear it up? Because I didn't see if there was another no, repost. They reached out to me. Okay. Like literally, wait, I'm not done. Let me finish this story, okay, right? Okay. So two days it was on Famous. I didn't pay attention to it. Two weeks go by. I go to like Memorial Day weekend in Vegas, have a good time. I come home, like hang out with a guy that I'm really talking to. Wake up the next morning, go home. I take a nap wake up my phone is bussing like this is like two weeks later a hundred text messages from e um us I mean, weekly emails. yeah emails mm. us weekly life and style fucking tmz new york post they're all blowing up my fucking email and they're like oh you're rob kardashian's new love interest like what's going on can we get an exclusive interview so the very first thing i did i was i reached out to this um lady that i used to work with in pr when i was on basketball wives and i was like what do i do she was like don't say anything i didn't say anything so have you done an interview since then? No, this is the first interview oh, I've, I've even talked about it. So thankful for it's so, it. <laughs> so it's so weird that like, it's like, you know, you read the tabloids and it's like multiple sources insist to Us Weekly. And Us Weekly out of all like, you know, the tabloid rags is kind of considered, you know, truthful. Like it's it's right? it's, it's highbrow tabloid. Yeah, but they, they also said like, oh, you know, Megan's, Journalism. Megan's dating Rob and the Kardashians don't approve. Like sources say that the Kardashians don't, don't approve. anybody he's dating. But I'm sitting here like, there's no way that me by myself could have reached out to all these like top tier media outlets mm-hmm. to create a fucking story. Mm-hmm. Like I can call them right now and be like, hey, I'm j- dating Justin Bieber. They're going to be like, where are your receipts? Like, exactly. You heard it here but, first, people. She's dating Justin Bieber. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Selena but, Gomez, go back, go to hell. But like if Rob or like Chris calls or somebody from the Kardashian camp mm-hmm. calls and they're like, hey, Rob's dating this girl, Megan, they're not going to ask for receipts. Right. So in my head, I thought it was them. You know what really? I'm saying? That's so, the only thing that made sense to me. Mm. So you felt, did you feel the power of the Kardashian brand? Dude, <laughs> I was like, this shit is fucking crazy. Like I was literally scared to walk out of my house. People were calling me like numbers I did not know. Breathing on the phone and shit. They were like, hey, um, this is from, I forgot what blog, like random numbers. I was like, how did you get my number? There's this thing called like, there's some like sheet on every celebrity that has all their contact numbers. Someone reached out to my hairstylist and they're like, hey, you know, do you have anything about Megan and Rob? I was like, this is fucking crazy. Wow. And so how do you rebound from that? So Rob never reached out. Rob tweeted that you guys weren't dating or something, right? Yeah. And I retweeted. Yeah. So, so I love the idea of not responding though. Cause you know, when you don't respond, people just keep talking. Mm. So now the, so you said something earlier that I know people are going to find controversial that you want to do a white show. 
Talk about that. What's the why a white show? Do you why a white show? Is it just I, the money? The money for one, and for two, I just feel like like a lot of these like I don't want to say black or like black black. You said Negro blogs, <laughs> blogs or media outlets, blogs, media outlets, like TV shows, like they never want to look for the good in you. Like all the shows on E, they make sure their girls are beat to beat down for the gods. Mm-hmm. They look good. They show them in a good light. They show their businesses like shows like love and hip hop, like show the worst in people. And like, I don't want that to be my brand. Mm-hmm. Like bad girls club was enough for me. Well, I was really critical on our last show about <clears throat> black blogs and just urban media that mm-hmm. I, that I really feel like there's no black excellence anymore about collaborating or making everybody look good. It really is about ripping people apart. I mean, Hollywood Unlocked, we we write about what people are doing. So mm-hmm. if you're doing crazy shit, we write good stuff too. We mm-hmm. have motivational Mondays and stuff like that. But the 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 norm for this space is just like, find the worst. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I have. And I just don't want to be a part of that. Like, I just don't. Like, it, it'll tear you down. Like, I feel sorry for, like, a lot of the people on TV. I'm like, I know this person's not really like that. Or, like, even you, like, I watched yeah. you on Love & Hip Hop. I was like, I don't like him. Didn't even know you. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? But, like, yeah. you're such a nice person. I just, it, they always show the negative side of everything. And it's just like, well, what about my business? Yeah. Well, I struggled from first season to second season. I took third season off because I'm like, uh, <laughs> I felt like second season I was able to massage a, a little better, even though it was still drama. You know? Because mm-hmm. I, I, I talk, talked about my childhood. Like, here's... This will impact people. This will help people. They're like, eh, our audience don't care about that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. now, so you're dating somebody now? Um, yeah. Is he white, black? He's black. You have okay. to say it a little bit now. <laughs> I, love, I love black men. I love my black people, but like when it comes to business and work, like I want to be more... Flavorful. So yeah. w- so if you had a chance to no, date... No, wait, that's what she said. More white. Flavorful. So, so if you had a chance to date one of the Kardashian men, would it be Rob, Rob or Caitlyn? <laughs> trying to think about who Caitlyn was. Listen, in honor of Father's Day, I just want to give a shout out to Caitlyn. Okay, so what is the craziest thing that you've heard about you besides taking Black China's man? Like, what else have you heard about you? Hmm. That's not true. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. I so- really don't like. I really don't be reading that shit. Good for you. That's good. Good for you. Your friends told you to stay out of the comments. Stay the fuck out of the comments. So the show that you shot now, the pilot, you can't talk about it, I'm assuming. I can't, but I can say that Tyra Banks is the executive producer. Nice. Nice. So have you met with Tyra? No, but she left me a video message. Really? You know, that's so Tyra, right? (laughs) Video messages. So have you seen her on America's Got Talent yet? No, I haven't watched it. Horrible. Trash. Yeah. I mean, play. she's your future EP, so we'll just nod and keep moving. But, you know. It was the first time I found out in my life I heard myself saying, dang, I miss Nick Cannon. Matter of fact, Amber Rose needs to yeah. launch a Nick walk, and we need to bring Nick back. <laughs> so Nick we walk. just had Amber Rose here last week, and we talked about the slut walk. What are your views on the slut walk, slut shaming, her movement? Do you do you believe in it? Do you do consider you- her a feminist? I don't consider her a feminist. Okay. But I understand where she's coming from about being judged for what she does. So why don't you consider her a feminist? Like Because I see feminists as people like Rosa Parks. Okay. Like, and, you know, like, I just can't compare that. Well, Amber, Amber's thing was, and, and before her interview, I guess I was really critical because I didn't understand it all. I mean, but I understand her perspective on it and, like, her part of feminism that she wants to own because when you look at the definition of feminism, um, it's a broad activity. It's a, yeah, yeah. different it's, thing. Yeah. She chose sex and sexualizing women or objectifying women and shaming women as her movement. Yeah. As part of the feminist movement. Yeah. Okay. So have you been to the slut walk or would you go to a slut walk? I, I would go to support because I, I like to support, but I've never been. Okay. But I mean, I don't like, I don't think Amber would like me because I don't, I don't like hoes. <laughs> what? No, she calls herself a hoe all the time, doesn't she? Well, she did say hoe was life. Okay, so hold on one second here. Let me let me try to clarify. And for, this is not in defense of. This is just clarification's point. Um, she basically said that she said to, she basically said if you're going to call me a hoe, then that's what the fuck I'm going to be for you. I'm going to hoe is life. Yeah, I'm going to put these pictures out. I'm going to you have a hypersexualized image. But when I asked her about relationships, I was like, I hear you're a serial monogamist. She was like, I am. I'm in relationships and I'm faithful and that's what it is. And I mm-hmm. barely date. So it's for her, she was indicating it's really all an act. 
it's just she she can't get away from people calling her that. So she's right. like, okay, fine, then I'm gonna fucking embrace it. But right, she it diffuses the power. That's of that's the what word. she basically said. So if you use the word slut, 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 she it diffuses the word. She you drew a comparison between that and the N word, which is drawing fire right now on the internet. Wow. But that's that's basically it. She I I don't think she's a hoe. I don't. Um, well, I mean, what do you define it as a hoe? A um, gardening tool that you no I'm just playing. <laughs> Um, ho, uh, pro- prostitution, getting paid for sex. So you can't be a broke hoe. Yes, oh, you, oh, you could definitely, you could definitely, LA. you could definitely be, you but could I, definitely be a broke hoe. But that, I mean, like, ho, pro- like promiscuous, like there's a whole, like you know, kind of get it. Well, yeah, one thing, one thing, one thing, of, Claudia's Jordan said that was on the show. She said that a woman's stock goes down by the amount of men that she has sex with, mm-hmm. and the man's stock goes up. Yeah. On the amount of based on the amount of women he sleeps with, mm. so I don't know. I just I don't believe him. The double standard is 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 not fair. But you know, me and Claudia both agree on the fact we ain't trying to like sleep with male hoes. Like you know, <laughs> that was before. That was before guys still working. He on claims me. to have slept with three hundred women. I claim it's true. It's true. Well, Cause cause I used to dance professional for a lot of artists. Listen, so world tours for 10, 11 years. It's been over three. That's a lot of women. fucking. Listen, chlamydia is life. So okay. So have you ever had sex with Chris Brown or Trey Songs or any celebrity man that you can tell us that we would love to hear? No. Okay. Get that vibe from her. My rap sheet is a one hundred. Really? Yeah. Okay. So if so, well, you're talking to someone right now, so you can't really think about. Is he famous? Right known. No, known. he's famous. Known. Yeah. He's known. Like okay. B, B, B level. Isn't. Um, I don't know. Like She's he, not going to rate her boyfriend being <laughs> level on camera. I I'm mean, with you, babe. shit. Hit her the day after Valentine's Day. Like, what was the experience? If it was like a piece of chocolate and a Netflix movie, that nigga's a C. <laughs> okay, so do you want to be famous? Um, well, you know what? I tell people this all the time. Like, if I had a choice between being rich and being famous, I would be rich. Like, if I had like $50 million and no one knew who the fuck I was, I'd be happy. Right. Yeah. But- I've learned that being famous like brings money. Mm-hmm. So it's like this is what I want to do because I want to make this type of money. So so are you your friends with Drea now? You're cool. No. <laughs> You're hilarious. So she's the one basketball wife except for um Tammy that you still don't fuck with. Um yeah, like cuz I mean, one no. day, one day I text Drea and I'm like, "Hey Drea, you know, I want to like create some content with you for Love Hi- for Hollywood Unlocked." And she was she thought I owned Industry on Blast. I'm like, "What?" Hmm. Mm. Anyway, there was a moment. Okay. I saw her the other day at the Tupac thing too. By the way, she looked great. She did. I, I saw her picture. She looked really, really good. Yeah. So, who are your industry friends? Like, do you have industry friends, or do you try to stay grounded with like real people? I have industry friends. Like, I hang out with some of the girls from Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Like, I'm friends with Masika. Okay. Um, I like I'm friends with like a lot of like athlete like wives and girlfriends. Really? So I've dated athletes my whole life. So. so the guy you're dating now is an athlete. Yeah. Mm. So you just can't do a normal dude to go to school. No, I could. I've done that before. How do you like that? It doesn't work. To- it doesn't work out because they don't agree with my lifestyle. What's your lifestyle? I mean, I travel a lot. And I she's on TV. I'm on and- TV. I have a lot. Of, I get a lot of attention. I have a uh, lot of male friends. Got you. They got don't you. fuck with that. So, what's your favorite sport? Football, basketball, hockey, baseball. <laughs> football, definitely. So you're dating a football player? No. Okay. <laughs> you just like to watch it, but you don't date the players? No. Okay. So not mm-hmm. Odell Beckham. No. What do you? Yeah, I'm not in mind. Go ahead. Um, what else do you want people to know about what you're working on right now? So you you got the show, Tyra mm-hmm. Banks. Tyra hire her because she's a star. Mm-hmm. What else other than the show do you want to do? Like, do you want to get into fashion? Oh, actually, um, I'm a designer. My clothes are in Fashion Nova, like my line. Okay, no way. Nice. what's the name of the line? It's called 800 West, and Fashion Nova sells it. So you might be wearing some of my shit. Well, not you, maybe not your me. girlfriend. Well, <laughs> well it's it's early. So. Go to hell, my girl, for sure. So you have a good relationship with Richard at Fashion Nova. Um, that's like he signs my checks. Really? Yeah, Damn. Richard signs checks. Mm-hmm. I will. The one thing I will tell you about Fashion Nova, they sign them checks and they get there on time. Mm-hmm. Right. When you that's talk dope. to Richard, tell him I need another check. That's funny. Anything else? Because um, you got some beautiful as eyebrows. Thank you. They real. They that's not the, microbladed. That's what I'm saying. When I was <laughs> they are really Google, nice. I, I know, was been, like, yo, her eyebrows is the sexiest thing on her face. Thank you. I've been I've been staring at them the whole the me whole too. show. So let me ask you something, mm-hmm. um, just because it kind of you know relates to the whole Amber Rose thing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people really feel like Amber's misusing her platform. She's got 15 million you know followers um, on Instagram, and I don't know about Twitter or Facebook or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. 
let's just say that this really works out for you. You know, the e-show goes into production and it becomes this big hit and whatever the case is. Do you have any intentions for your platform? Like what you want to do? Is there any philanthropic causes that you really truly believe in? Is there, you know, I don't know, like some kids in fucking Cambodia you want to fucking adopt? Um, like, I don't know. Like, I'm always interested to find out what young people, you know, who are on the precipice of fame, mm-hmm. With Stop using all these goddamn words. Oh, no. SAT word. <laughs> you know, well, she's educated, so I knew she'd know what I was talking about. I'm assuming precipices. Precipices. The, the edge. Uh, the, what's it? Precipice? Precipice. Precipice. Okay, precipice. <laughs> I'm going to go out tonight, and when I get to the door, I'm going to say, what is the precipice of this conversation? <laughs> what is the edge of this conversation? So I'm just, I'm interested to know, you know, what you want to use your influence for, you know, it's either sooner or later. I'm just kind of interested. Um, I highly believe in education and okay. um, I donate a lot to like um, childhood childhood obesity. Okay. Um, because I don't think I've ever been fat, but mm-hmm. like in LA, they don't like thick bitches. Like they don't like the thickness. It's all about the skinny bitch, the, mm-hmm. the, the toothpick bitch. Yeah. And um, toothpick bitch. I know. <laughs> and it just sucks because I'm thick. Yeah. And I like to be thick. I'm from Texas. I know yeah. That's right, goddamn. So mm-hmm. um, I just, I hate that, you know, people are bullied for like what God gave them, mm-hmm. even though like I've been altered, but mm-hmm. you know, some people can't afford to fix themselves or some people are too young. And um, I really believe in, you know, you know, donating to like childhood obesity and like education. Okay. Okay. So, that's good. so when do you feel like you were, well, clearly you were body shamed on uh, basketball wise. Clearly. Do you, do you, wait, uh, they body shamed her? The fuck. No, I listen, listen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't see remember. It. I know when watching, I so tell I you, I loved her in the show and I think they knew that she was going to give them real shit on camera. Like, she'll give you real good TV if you push her. And I think they chose that. Because when they said fat above the pussy, I'm like, really? her? That's fat above the That goes back to the L.A. thing, right? Because mm-hmm. when I when I lived in L.A. for several years and then moved to New York, mm-hmm. I remember, I literally remember going mm-hmm. to a Kanye West concert mm-hmm. in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. standing there waiting for Kanye and his cousin to arrive. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at these women walking by, having just moved to New York, mm-hmm. knowing what beauty is from L.A. Yeah. I'm like, these are some badass bitches here. Mm-hmm. But they were nothing like the LA girls. Yeah. I mean, Ugg boots, Tim's, yeah. shorts. Not, I mean, they were bomb. Yeah. But they would never fit in a Hollywood. No. And Hollywood is, I mean, I've lived in New York and LA extensively. And it's just like the, the concept of beauty um, is wildly divergent, yeah. you know. And New York is more like, it's, yo, I don't give a shit if it's like a Kmart fucking tank top and some, you know, whatever. They ain't give a shit. It's but just the, about style. But the men in New York, first of all, real men are in New York. They ain't, they ain't in LA. They're mm-hmm. not. They are LA, not. LA men are just, oh, this is some other shit. LA motherfuckers are like, can I borrow $500? No, they calling know, me at two in the morning. They're couch surf and they're calling you. But the thing about a New York, what I love is New York loves thick women. Yes. Yeah, like they love like the Dominicans. What is your breast ethnic I'm background? black. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm not mixed. Do people just, think that you're like people think I'm mixed, white, white and black, black like yeah. Hispanic and black? I'm like, no, I'm just all the way black. It's like, you have because you have like a really you know kind of straight bridge nose, and yeah. she looks she looks like she could pass. But the for thing, mixed but, with something. but back to the beauty part, yeah. I did feel like in that moment, I'm like, I have a jaded sense of what beauty is. Yeah, like, I have, like I'm from Stockton, California. I'm from a regular ass city with regular ass fucking people. And this is some fucking weird shit out here. Yeah. 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 So, LA is like so Barbie doll-ish. So with you know? her, yeah. they did fat shame yeah. her. And yeah. she wasn't even fat. I don't think what the audience really got was. Don't say they. Say she. Well, it was Drea. It, and that's it. Jackie orchestrated that shit. Oh, Jackie is crazy. So, but, when, <laughs> but, when I, but when I say they, I put her in that yeah. too. Because mm-hmm. she could have defended you a lot better than that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. But Jackie knows. Jackie is just fucking Jackie. The thing that I thought was crazy with the, I don't think the audience really got was they were saying that that was fat. That wasn't fat. Yeah. Like the, this it, right it, here? It, no, but I mean, uh-huh. to say, to look like make a whole storyline out of you being fat. That, mm-hmm. That's crazy. What you're saying to regular girls that watch the show is this that's is fat. fat? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, re- I remember hearing it, like, you know, just like the gossip mill, you know, whatever. And I didn't know what you looked like at the time. And I imagined she was about 300 pounds from the way that, you know, the rumors were, it was being yeah. carried on. The story was being carried on. So it's just like, it is unbelievable how mm. you can be, I don't know, just picked apart and shamed for like absolutely nothing. Like, I don't know, you ate a bagel. And right. it's like And blow. like some people aren't strong enough to deal with it. Cause like, mm. I mean, I knew I wasn't fat, so I didn't give a fuck. Right. But yeah. like, imagine someone that really thinks that yeah. they're fat. So when that's happening to you on camera, were you, at, were you uncomfortable? Were you mad, sad? How did it affect you as it was happening? As it was happening on camera, like, I feel like my clapbacks are like, 
are okay. really good. <laughs> so it's like, if you're gonna make me look stupid, I'm gonna make you look stupider, which I did. Mm -hmm. But I used to go home and cry after filming every day. Oh, I know how you feel. Bless your really? heart, mm -hmm. pumpkin. Really? <laughs> well, I never cry. I never. Are you high, motherfucker? No. I'm trying to I'm figure really out. Just being. I'm buried. trying to figure. Are you trying to take a nap on the radio? What the fuck is no, going I'm on? No, I'm telling her, bless her heart, because I'm really there. Because people say I'm fat, okay. and I don't think Wait, I'm fat. Now you, so we, I feel well, oh God. Well, we're definitely overweight, but it's okay. You finally woke up now. No, you, you know, I, I was saying this the other day. I have all the resources to lose weight. I have Equinox membership. I have a chef. I have all that. Okay. It really has to be a conscious decision to want to do it and a commitment to doing it every single day. Damn, that sounds like sex. <laughs> anyway, all right. So if you had to punch one of the basketball wives in the face, who would you punch? Um, probably Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> really? Because she just thinks that like, that she could, like she thinks she's like invincible. Do you think she's a bully? I think she can be. And I just think that she's too old to be that way. Mm -hmm. You know, Floyd should start a celebrity death match boxing I edition. I the same right? thing. That would be really dope. Damn. But not with the clay, with the actual people. <laughs> yes. Okay. Gloves. So Chris Brown and Soldier Boy, I interviewed Soldier Boy and Floyd about this fight that they were going to have. It's so old now that I don't even know why I'm bringing it up. But I just right. want to know, who would you have bet your money on, Chris <laughs> or Soldier Boy? Most. Most definitely, Chris. <laughs> so, do you know? Um, do you know either one of them? Um, I know a Soldier Boy, but I would bet on Chris. <laughs> I haven't deep. seen Soldier since those days. Okay, cool. Well, we appreciate you coming by, and I'm glad that we've connected. Uh, definitely, like I, I think the one thing that was most interesting about Megan is watching you on TV and seeing you and talking to you in real life—two completely different experiences. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I get, I get it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So do you hope that the, what do you hope that the audience would know about you that they may not know about right now in terms of like who you are as a person? I just hope that they like see that I'm a real person. You know, like it seems like some people on TV, like they don't have feelings or they don't go through the same things that, you know, a normal person would go through. Like I have normal problems, yeah. you know, like I have a job, but it's like a contract job because I'm on TV. It's like mm -hmm. I have a job for six months and I don't have a job. I mean, I design clothes. I guess that's a job. Mm -hmm. But like I have boyfriend problems like everyone else, like. You know, I have regular problems. So I'm a regular person. I hate when people, you know, try to think they're better because they're this or they're that. Or they have 2 million followers or 15 million followers. Like I'm a normal person. Right. So if Rob Kardashian is watching and he's single um, and you're not she married She said yet, that he's not her type. She already said that. You wouldn't even give him a chance. He makes some pretty babies. He tried, like he tried to play me first off. Dang, that's How? crazy. Did you not see the tweet? I no. didn't see the tweet. I, I, we posted the tweet. Was he with Black China when he tweeted this? The tweet basically What's says that? that, wait, reading online, wait, reading online, he says, wait, <laughs> reading online that I'm dating some chick named Megan. Something. He said, some, Megan something. Oh, Megan something. So, yes, Megan something. Um, Never, not true, never heard or, you know, heard of her or met her before. Megan something. If you're sitting here reading online, you definitely know my last name. Danny is. liked your picture. And you liked the picture. Maybe Black China did that for him. Yeah. That's definitely. That might be true. Because one thing about Rob, Rob is, Rob could be petty, but he's typically just petty with his family because he's so irritated by the show. Like he's irritated by fame. I think that's why he fell into the depression. I mean, he just, among other things, but I think he's just like tired of the fame part. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I see Black China. I, I see Black China post. Someone else told me that. They were like, it was probably her. But I don't know her. Yeah, she follows me on Instagram, though. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that meant. But okay. thank you for coming to the yes. show, Megan. Thank you so much, And we're going to polish this thank show you, up so that way the threads just come together. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you. Okay, so listen, exactly. everything is just crazy right now. People are hitting me up asking me if they can get tickets, tickets. to the Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather fight. <laughs> now listen, Jason, before you continue on, I know I might not get I invited know where everywhere. I this. have I will tell Floyd at this I will tell fight. Floyd Mayweather today that you need a damn ticket. Now you ain't getting no plus one. Cause I don't even think I'll get a plus one. Oh uh, well if my girl can't come, sorry baby, I love you. I'll <laughs> see you when I get back. So everybody's actually actually online, like they're the the support is growing for Connor. Like people believe Connor's gonna beat Floyd. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't believe that's it. That's funny. But I did see an interview with, uh, with Birdo, and, and Floyd has to embarrass him. He just can't beat him unanimously. He got to either knock him out or he has to really embarrass his brother for him to get some type of just due and respect after this fight. But like he said, if Conor McGregor clip him, 
he gonna blow up. Is that what Berto said? Yeah. Well, Berto couldn't even beat him. I know. <laughs> Berto's a nice guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I actually like Andre Berto. But um, so yeah. So what do you think? So how, what round do you think? The fight will end, and who are you rolling with? Because I'm rolling with Conor. McGregor. I feel like Conor. What? No, I'm just playing. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to see if y'all are awake today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Conor McGregor is going to resort to his instincts, and he's just going to go try Grapple. to get. He's going to try to get MMA uh-huh. on him. I do. <laughs> Could you imagine if he spins around and kicks Floyd in the face <laughs> and knocks Floyd out in the fucking ring? I rebuke that. Because I'm telling you. I'm sure sure you'll be at the fight when you go to a Floyd Mayweather fight it is the most tense because it's it's one thing when it's just two people you don't care somebody's gonna win somebody's Mm -hmm. gonna lose but Mm -hmm. when your friend is in there and it's like tense and the people around your like at the Maidana fight you had a lot of Mexicans in there who were like fuck these niggas Mm -hmm. ready to go off so you want to fight them too but there's already a fight going on so there's the dynamic of like everybody's in everybody does want Floyd to lose lose. Mm -hmm. because he's the bad guy yeah Yeah. and then you're fighting for because Floyd has an after fight ritual war after the fight we don't really do anything he'll go to his house and then we all go to his mom's house the next day to watch the fight Mm mm-hmm you don't want to be there if he doesn't win. Oh, man. <laughs> right? That's well, true. he's never lost. So the ritual is always going to be like, okay, so let's go watch the fight at mom's house. Because right. he knows he won. Well, but they now, got some tape. You think the ritual would change if he lost? I don't know. They got some tape that surfaced with uh, Gregor training and he just don't look good. He doesn't look like a boxer. He doesn't box like a boxer. He doesn't stand or move. He just looks like an a MMA fighter trying to box. And the person he was training with was tearing his ass up. But the crazy thing is, this is Floyd's biggest fight of his career. It's the first fight in history where an MMA fighter and a boxer have fought. This is his 50th Legally. fight. This mm-hmm. is the like last- $500 million, right? 600-something million. It's the last- Jesus Christ. It's the last, it's the last of his fights for the rest of his life. Mm. It is the 50th win or lose. So- TBE, the best ever. He's been branded as the best ever. Mm-hmm. It's on the line now. He can yeah. lose. He hasn't fought in two years. Yeah. He's, he's not in good shape either. <laughs> Floyd's in great shape. Yeah. But I mean, like, there's a lot riding on him winning this. And what happens if he gets in the ring and he gets his ass kicked? He's not going to get, he's it's, not going to get I his mean, ass kicked. I mean, I don't think that it's a thought that any of us can even, like, wrap our minds around. It's just McGregor's you know? really slow. You know, his, his, his ring is an octagon. Floyd's is a... Is a square, and like I say, Floyd's a I lot can't faster. Wait to hear this equa- equation. He's a lot I, faster. I'm, I'm waiting for it <laughs> because it's a. Ho- it's, I'm talking about it's two different arenas, two different worlds. Assholes. Okay. Floyd is a lot faster. I don't know if he has knocking out power. Still. He's twelve years older. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see. And and oh yeah, McGregor's twenty eight. Wow. Mm. I did not. That brother looks like he's pushing thirty five. Well, well, don't say it. <laughs> don't say it. Because it's gonna be one comment on our YouTube going, "You old motherfucker." This is weird. Okay, no, but I mean, I, I think that the, the thing I love about Floyd's endurance in terms of like pr- mentally and physically preparing for fights mm. is that he is he has a consistent regimen. Gym mm. every day at three o'clock, running seven to ten miles. At night, I mean, his food regimen, it's all, he's very consistent. And mm-hmm. if you watch him work out, he doesn't lift weights. It's all just natural body training, you know, jump rope and hit in the bag and all that. But if you ever watch him, we should, we should actually go to training camp. Mm-hmm. Watching him work out is just, it's insane. I was just at And he do gym. the neck ups too. He does all that shit. It's the crazy. little rolling thing with the, ab, like you got to have some serious abs to be, because I tried yeah. it one time, I went down. Yeah. Fail face first. I didn't get back up. Yeah. yeah. But I tried. Yeah. I was just, I just was at his gym. While he was training. You know what? I'm going to just tell you, your little thought ass in Vegas, <laughs> something's going on. We'll get to that. We'll talk about that another show. <laughs> but, but you were able to watch his workout, right? Good, clean, fun. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's intense. And it was like 116 degrees in fucking Vegas. And oh, yeah. that gym was not air conditioned. Oh, they don't have air conditioning? Jesus. Everybody's sweating. Everybody wants, that's the point, to sweat. Ugh, not that kind of sweat. Did you Ugh. see him? Did you see him spar that day? Uh, no, I didn't get there in time for that. Okay. okay. Yeah. He usually does that at the end. Mm. No, I feel, like he's, I feel like he started at the beginning. Oh, no, he does. He yeah, sparks, sparks at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's why I missed it. But okay. um, he's inspirational, I will say that. I have been a, I've been a little bit of a fat ass. I've been drinking a lot, eating what the fuck I want, not really going to the gym, and it's starting to show. Hey. Um, it's starting to show. Gio just, for everybody, Gio just said that I'm the heaviest girl that he would even date, so. <laughs> I did not say that. I said we got into about all this, we were talking about a friend that we on a person we know and they have a really big ass and i said that ass is too big you are the thickest i would date 
if I wasn't with my girl. Like, this is still manageable. Like, I can... First of all, the way he's talking about you right now, it's like, mm, she just got the fat farmer no, right away. No, <laughs> Melissa, you have I'm a beautiful... Mid, I'm from Gary, Indiana. I'm from the Midwest. I Y'all like got a lot of like fat this. girls up there? No, they come like this. Mm. I like how we're talking about you like a product. Yeah. <laughs> it's the hands. This is the QVC hands. <laughs> no, those are the West Hollywood hands. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, listen. Uh, yeah, to watch him work it out. So getting ready for this fight... Uh, I will say I've been around for a few training camps now. I was there for the Madonna training camp. I was there for the uh, Pacquiao training camp. Mm -hmm. I was there for the Birdo training camp. Mm -hmm. Pacquiao training camp, it was like tense as fuck because Mm -hmm. I think he was really, I don't want to say he was nervous, Mm -hmm. but I'll say that he knew there was a lot riding on that fight and Mm -hmm. it was stay away from champ, let champ do his thing, you know, and he worked out really, really, really intense. And Mm -hmm. then Berto, I think, you know, he knew he was, I think he knew he was going to get that one. Right. Mm -hmm. But this one, I've been talking with him about it and he's just like, you know, the odds are stacking against me, so we'll see. Even when he FaceTimed you last time, um, he just sounded, he was like, yeah, it's about to hit the gym. Like, he he sounded very cool, calm, and like, just chill. The fight is when? In September? August 26th. It's August 26th. So usually, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't he start training for a fight like um, months, like six months, yeah. months before? No. no? He, he has a 60-day training window. Okay. So 60 days before the fight uh, happens, he starts training. Right. So he started training camp, I think, the day before or right around a couple of days before the All Eyes on Me premiere. Mm-hmm. But he announced the fight on the All Eyes on Me yeah. premiere day. Mm-hmm. So when he got there, it was like pandemonium. Everybody want to talk to him about that. Mm. Uh, but no, I mean, he, 60 days and it's intense. Like I said, for the Maidana training camp, I was able to, you know, at the time I was in a relationship, my boyfriend was very athletic mm-hmm. and Floyd went running with him and, you know, mm-hmm. they had their moment. Floyd was like, are you going to join us? I'm going to join you right in the car. <laughs> so I was in the Rolls Royce while they were running down the street because he runs. I mean, and my my boyfriend who was twenty three or twenty four at the time, very mm-hmm. athletic, he could only last about three miles. Floyd ran another four miles, mm-hmm. so seven total miles. Mm-hmm. That's a long. I wish something. I was a runner. I I'm wish not. I, I hate. I running. just run from. Is the it altar. hard to become a runner? Yes. Really? Yeah, you have to condition I, I, yourself. Yeah, you have to condition. I've I've hired at one point. I hired a long distance um, an endurance coach. Um, and then I hired a sprinter coach, mm. two very different things, but, but you're building up your endurance. Yeah. With the, endurance. with the endurance, like I couldn't run more than a minute on a treadmill. <laughs> I swear to God, I couldn't, I couldn't. And so I was, a, I was a sprinter back in the day. So Wait, how I, long ago was that? What? That you I couldn't run this, a mile. Oh, a minute. Oh, you, you said you could ride a, run I, a minute. I could only run like a minute okay. on like a treadmill. So, so this I, is so this is what I'm doing so now. I, so I hired an endurance coach, and by the time, I, like after like a month or a month and a half of working with her, I could run a fucking straight hour on the treadmill or even outside. So this is what I'm doing now. So I just got back in the gym a week ago, and Mm -hmm. I just started meal planning and cooking all my food and packing my food. Get out. It's actually been a pretty good Saved a lot of money, too. Yes, it does. Okay, one thing that I've seen, I mean, like I walk a minute, Mm -hmm. run a minute, Mm -hmm. walk a minute, run a minute, and do that for about 45 minutes. That's a way to do it. That's a way to get your endurance up because then, you know, the next day or, you know, day after, then you can do like a two minute run, one minute walk, two minute run, one minute walk, and then you can graduate up. But you also get also on body weight because like for me, my mind and my body are completely different fucking things, right? So I wake up, (laughs) I wake up in the morning, my mind is like, we're going to go run that 40 minutes, that hour. Your body said, your your ankles, your knees. (laughs) No, nigga, you're about to be 40 and you're not that skinny. Slow down. I've put on 20 pounds. Yes, 20. When? Recently? I've put on 20 pounds within the last, I'd say, year, year and a half. But your weight goes to your ass. It go no, it's everywhere right now. Like it's it's in my arms, it's in my boobs, it's in my ass. So why don't it's in my you do thighs. something about that, Melissa? Because because I've been working out for almost all my life, and I want to fucking break. Let me tell you something because I, I know I know how to get myself back. That's exactly so. Yep. So I'm just taking a little bit of a break. But however, I wouldn't go start running out, running outside with right now. 20 pounds. You would, I would die. I wouldn't do it's it. With too this, hot. I wouldn't do it with this weight oh, okay. on. Yeah. Because my the, knees and my, my joints would be. This is on what I'm fire. telling my trainer right now. Yeah. I cannot run right now. Yeah. You I have to warm these these joints. Yes. These mm-hmm. is, these joints been sleeping. Yes. They ain't been <laughs> start taking. You some, need omega three and shit. No, no. You know, no. Start, I need patience. You also need to start <laughs> taking glucosamine supplements and fish okay. oil. Well, listen. I got a lot of shit and body energy. Shout the Body Energy Club. They are sponsoring me with all the shit that I need. So if you need something, I you can do go. body energy holler because okay. I'm about no, to we'll, get back in it. We'll, and the owner is from Canada. Hey. Okay, so we hey. can we can set that up. But no, I, okay. I'm I'm getting back into it. But I'm also like, 
not eating dairy so mm-hmm. I don't have vitamin D. So I think there's like Pause. things that I need to do. I don't need that much D. <laughs> Trust me, D ain't never been a detriment to my life. Mm. All right, no, nah, but- uh, You'll get vitamin D from the sun. Damn, I just started thinking about D. <laughs> okay, but look, shout out to Floyd Mayweather. Shout out to yeah. Conor McGregor. It's going to yeah. be a great fight. Floyd's yeah. going to make like $330 million for a 36-minute fight. It's so fucking disrespectful. Oh. Uh, but can I get a little bit? Uh, all right, cool. <laughs> Chanel Salon and Grocery Store. Groceries through Instacart delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.